Welcome to the Theater Project. Today, the Theater Project is thinking about branding. I'm your host, Mary Ionelli, and I'll be speaking with singer, songwriter, and social media influencer, Christina Lachaga. So thank you, first of all, for doing this. I appreciate it. We met, what, eight, nine years ago, we think? Yes, it was actually, I checked my email. It was March 9th, 2012. So almost nine years to the date. (laughs) And I remember at the time you were much younger, probably half of what you are right right now. (laughs) And, And I remember all of us were very impressed with the way you promoted yourself and the confidence you had and, you know, handing out business cards and, uh, And then I I followed you through the years and I see how many followers you have on Instagram and I and when we started talking about doing these podcasts and doing them both for our audience who might be interested in certain topics my goal is always for my kids who are in Theater Project Junior and other young actors coming up and I know one of the big things for them is you know, everybody wants to be an Instagram star and uh, YouTube channels and all this stuff. Um, so if you were on a reality show, what would it say under your name? What would it say under my name? It would definitely say pop singer songwriter. Okay. And how did you get started with singing and songwriting? The reason I got involved in music in general was I got a postcard in the mail inviting me to do a singing competition. And it kind of all started from there. It took me to New York City. The competition was first in Philly, and then I got to go to New York City. And it was my first taste of the business. And it was really exciting and so thrilling. And I actually did a Mary-Kate and Ashley song. Um, (laughs) And then I ended up going into musical theater for quite a long time. And then when I was about 16, like 17, I started realizing like there weren't a lot of roles for teenagers. And then they were also hiring older to play younger. So I was kind of in this weird, this weird spot. And I was like, you know what? I just want to do my own music. And I really, it was something I was really passionate about. It's been an amazing journey. And I love, I love songwriting. And I'm so excited to get more of my music produced and release it. So it's, it's been been great. Yeah. Thank you. And for those who who don't know, tell us how, the girl with the big pink heart came about. Yes. So I be okay. So it all started back in Justin Bieber's first world tour. Um, I went to his concert in Trenton, New Jersey, and it was crazy. I had a big pink heart sign. It was. It's like it's huge. It's like you go to Staples and you get like the big poster board, and it was like a neon pink. And we cut it out before we went to the concert, and I held it up the entire concert. And at the end of the concert, it was the last song. It was during the encore, and it was "Baby," his big single at the time. And the lights went up in the arena, and he said, "Who wants to be my baby?" And he picked me, the girl with, we can't remember if it was the big heart or the pink heart that he said when he said it. Um, I didn't get to go on stage and I didn't get to meet him. So in the future, hey, Justin, um, <laughs> let's, let's sing baby together. But when I was walking out of the arena, all the girls were like, oh my gosh, it's the girl with the big pink heart. It's the girl with the big pink heart. Okay. And everybody was like acknowledging this and saying that. And we heard it like a lot of multiple times. We're like, oh my gosh, that's so, that's so cool. But it definitely fits my personality. It's something um, that's stuck over the years. And I really like the nickname and it's really, 
inspired a lot of parts of my brand and and my fans are called heartbreakers so there's a lot that's just kind of follow your and I tell my fans to follow your heart's dream so a lot has has stemmed from it and it's just it's so interesting because like you never know when you like point something out or do something really like kind or cool what can what can transpire afterwards obviously Justin didn't know that I was interested in music or doing anything like that he just saw this girl that was you know standing out because she did something unique and um pointed it out and it, I, it's kind of cool and I, I like to do fun things like that if I see something in the, in the crowd that is cool yeah how old were you when you wrote your first song I was okay so like first first song that never would be released I was probably in like third grade and I wrote <laughs> a song about um my friend's boyfriend at the time i'm like we're in third grade so it, it was actually really good and when i find it well, <laughs> maybe there's some something to pull from there but my first first song was that we got fully produced and we dove in was won't wait forever i was about 15 16 when i was working on that about 15 or 16 and it was just such a new process and and so interesting to work with producers and and you have to be very forward about your ideas because if, if you want to, it's, it's interesting. It was because I was, you know, I was, I was relatively young and it was my first time ever working on a song and I would definitely say I co-produced it. I wasn't, I didn't just like hand it off to somebody and go here, you write it for me. Um, right. So yeah, it's, it's really interesting how much I've grown through since my first <laughs> song and the different things I've learned. The things that you said were so beautiful Then the cold wind blows you crashing down You say you are fine a hundred times But the quicksand keeps pulling you down And as you're writing for some of the young artists again that might be listening to this, do you ever get writer's block? And how do you work through that? If, you, if you're experiencing writer's block, I would say don't put too much pressure on yourself. Like just kind of just kind of like let it pass. But also if you need to write something, I would say get out a sheet of paper and maybe like think about the theme you're writing to and write some different words down. Do a brain, a brain dump. And also maybe another thing that you could do is collaborate with other artists. That's another way that you could get past writer's block mm-hmm. is maybe bring your song idea to someone or maybe – you know, go if you have any friends that are writing music, like see if they want to collaborate on a song idea or see if they have any stuff they've started and you could work on it together. Yeah, it's kind of, it's different. It's different for everybody. And I think writer's block kind of looks different for everybody. And what is sync? Oh yeah. So sync is, so I took a lot of classes before, before Zoom was cool. I took a lot of classes on Zoom back in like 2015 through 20. I don't know, 18 before all this pandemic happened. Um, And they were about learning to write music for so sync. So that would be music that would be synced to um, a visual, like for TV or film, commercials, multimedia, YouTube, things like that. So that is called sync. And it's a really, a lot of people are doing that right now because of the pandemic and you can't go out and perform as much. Obviously things are opening up a little bit more and towards the end of the year, I'm sure things will open up more, but it's been a great way for artists and producers to get their music heard on like 
as background music or maybe as like a really like a montage piece at the end of like Grey's Anatomy um, <laughs> for artists to hear their to get their music heard by a lot of people and also get get paid um, for that sync um, up front and also with back royalties. So yeah, you should definitely look it up. Um, for How does that work? Is that like a website you go to and there's video there that you're looking at and then you're writing to it or? No. So actually there's a couple of different ways that it can work. You can either be signed to like, let's say that you're signed with like with a publisher like Universal and they're going to be pitching your catalog to different music supervisors. So either for like film or TV or ads and they're pitching your music. There are also sites that you can go to like Taxi. Taxi is um, a site that has been, I think it's been around for a while. They also have like an in-person conference, but it was virtual this year. <laughs> and so what they do with that is um, with Taxi, they, they often have things called briefs where you sign up for the website and then you can get um, access to these different briefs with deadlines. And sometimes you're submitting music to go to a catalog there's so, there's so many different ways, honestly, that sync can happen or you can get um, your music placed in something like this. And or also sometimes like I actually wrote a song that it did not get it did not get placed for what I originally wrote it for, but I'm going to release it coming soon. Excellent. Yeah, it was actually written originally for if it had gotten placed, it would have been translated to Korean for a beverage company over in wow. Korea and it would have been sung by like a, like a K-idol or a K-pop star over there, but um, it didn't get selected. So I am going to be releasing it. And yeah, so it's kind of funny. If, if Yeah. So if you're experiencing writer's block, maybe go check out a website like Taxi and look at some of the briefs and see, um, see if anything inspires you. <laughs> uh, do you have a manager or an agent right now that you're working with or do you pretty much do it on your own currently i'm doing this on my own um which i actually I i'm not love. surprised i know right <laughs> thank you that that's that's a high compliment thank <laughs> you. um yeah so currently i'm doing this on my own i think when i was like this is not to say that i don't want to work with a manager or agent in the future sure. i definitely would love to like partner with somebody and and i think that that probably is to come in the future. But as far as like back when I was working with a manager, it's just so, it's also, it's different for acting and, and, and going into the city, it's a bit different. But I really like the freedom of being able to create my own opportunities mm -hmm. and being able to have control over what I'm doing and when and how. And that's been something that I really like doing. And I think obviously I'd love to, if you know, Republic Records called me tomorrow and was like, hey, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but as far as um, right now, it, it's something I've been able to hone my skills and learn so, so much on the business side, on all different parts of the business side. And it's something, honestly, when I was 17 and like in high school and wanting to get out there and perform, I was literally sitting in class and like looking up different music festivals and looking up different things that I could do. I was not afraid to cold call and I was not afraid to cold email. I actually prefer cold calling because I like to talk to people. <laughs> um, the email is kind of, it's, it's a little bit more nerve wracking. You have too much time to think it over. But yeah, I think honestly, you can't be afraid to, like you said, back when you were saying I had business cards and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's very much me. <laughs> and it's something that I think, yeah, I think you can't be afraid. Did you ever have any doubts? that maybe this 
was you were not going to be successful at this? And how did you overcome those? Because I'm sure there are a lot of younger kids out there and even some older ones who think, oh my God, I've been doing this for years. And, you know, um, it's not a quick. No, it's not. It's not happening quick enough. (laughs) Yeah. And I would definitely say it, it doesn't happen quickly. Yeah. There are some people that you might look at and it does happen quickly for them. There are definitely some people that that does happen for. I would say I always have been a firm believer that I am in the, no matter what, in the entertainment industry, and I will find my place in that. Um, So as far as I've always been pretty, I've always been very confident that that's where I will fall. But of course, you have you have um, moments of, oh, gosh, why isn't this happening quick? (laughs) Oh, my gosh, why didn't that person reply? Oh, God, why didn't I get that that event? There are definitely moments of that. And I think that comes with probably any career and any big thing that you want to pursue. I think the bigger your dreams are, the more obstacles you're going to face and the more the more you have to put into your dreams to see them come true. Mm-hmm. And so I think if if what you if you want to be on Broadway or you want to be an international pop star, you want to be a songwriter and be signed to a publisher. There, it's gonna take a while for you to one hone your craft, two decide this is exactly what you want to do, find the right people, hit get some sort of level of success that brings you the confidence to keep going. I think those are all things that kind of just happen, and you have to stick with it. Because if I had said five seven years ago, like, oh my gosh, it's been, you know what, two years, this isn't happening yet. I mean, like, I would never have found my voice. I would have never found the style of music I like to sing, the songs I like to sing. I would have never been doing the same, had the opportunities I have now, basically, if I had stopped. Mm -hmm. So for me, what I think is important is that you stick with it. And yeah, there might be things that come and get in your way. But you can look at things all different ways. But I think as long as you don't stop, and you um, keep going, you will find what you're looking for. That's right. My tears keep falling down Cause you never think of me You never stick around I'm miles apart from you No, do you, don't you? No, will you, won't you? No doubt about it I'm finally in control Excellent. So I know you want your your ultimate goal is singer-songwriter, but I would like to touch base a little bit because you have become sort of an influencer. Oh, that's cool. Right? Yeah, no, I think so. I do agree. Do you have any favorites at the moment? Or are there certain social media outlets that you're finding more success with? And which ones are they? I personally have the most following on Instagram, so I will always favor Instagram. I think Instagram has been such a big player in the influencer field. And and um, I think a lot of people go to Instagram first. Um, I definitely think it's things are moving a lot to TikTok. I haven't really gone to – a lot of people have said I really should do more on my TikTok, and I do agree. But as far as right now, I'm really more focusing on my music and working on that. And TikTok is its own beast. It's very time-consuming, mm-hmm. and it's a lot – so I just, per- it's a lot of video editing. So I, 
which I love to do, but I've just kind of been focusing more on my music. So I would say Instagram is the most easy for me to, is the easiest for me to maintain and um, where I, I have the most interaction. So I put the most focus on that. Do you, do you ever look at analytics on that? Yeah. How many hours a week do you think, or how much time do you think you spend creating content and how do you come up with the content? I would say... I think it kind of depends on what I'm doing. Like if I'm working towards an event or if I'm, let me just check to see like how many, I don't, I actually have been pretty good at not going on my Instagram like for free time that much. Let me just check your activity (laughs) time. Okay. So it says I spend average 42 minutes on Instagram a day. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. I, some of my friends are really bad who do similar, who do a similar career. I don't, I don't, yeah, I've been trying to cut back. Okay. So as far as like creating content, if I'm like working on an event, I might spend a lot more time just because I'm going in designing all the graphics or creating, you know, I need to get this done on this date and this up. If I don't put this up, I can't put that up things like that. And then also then you have to go and repost it everywhere else. It's really time consuming. Like my mom would be like, Christina, like, are you done? And I'm like, no, I didn't post on Twitter and, and Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not done yet. You have to write like swipe up on this one. And then this one, you have to put the website and you can't, cause if they put swipe up on Facebook, you can't swipe up <laughs> little things that I have to pay attention to. I mean, I would say it's hard to put a time. It's hard for me to put a time thing on it. But I definitely, it takes at least a few hours to like, between creating everything, writing all the content, sending it to myself, editing. Yeah, it takes a long time. And when you say you're on like 42 minutes a day, is that reading other people's Instagrams or is that putting your stuff up? Because I think you pretty much post every day, right? Yeah, I post, I post like almost every day. If I don't post on like, I'll probably at least post something maybe on my Insta story if I don't post something on my actual feed. And part of that's probably just like maybe like personal time <laughs> looking at stuff. But then some of it's like sending messages or interacting with with fans or maybe like checking out what's going on in, in the industry, seeing what other people are up to a little bit. Do you have any sponsors or do you partner with any other brands? I've worked with some different brands and some different campaigns. I got to do a campaign with Lyft, and that was about one of their campaigns that they were doing. Let me see what else. I did a campaign that was with, let's see, I've done quite a few different ones. Let me just look. That's okay. And you reached, you got those because they were seeking you out or you, it was a little bit you of reached both. out to them. Cer- certain campaigns I've gotten because I have reached out. But sometimes I'm I have some things that get pitched. There's different. Um, okay, here we go. And who's pitching for you? How do they get to be doing what you're doing? What I would do is I would go on Google and I would Google depending on how many followers. If you have like less than like ten thousand followers, put like micro influencer. You put like micro influencer brand deals, micro influencer marketing, micro influencer agency, things like that. Okay. I'm going to point you in the right direction. So some of the agencies that work with influencers, they have their own like back-end platforms where you can sign up to be someone that can submit to some different opportunities. 
Um, and also then, and like micro-influencer would probably be under like 10,000. But like, even if you have like 3,000 followers or like 10,000 followers or like 20,000 or 100,000 followers, you could reach out to different, I can't remember exactly what I had looked up because this was like a few years ago when I started doing this. But bottom line, if you look up different things like that, you'll eventually kind of guide it into the right direction. And you don't want to like pay for things. <laughs> like if you find something that's, if you find something where they're, asking you to like pay for the product that's probably not the best or pay for the shipping or something like that it's probably not the best the best site like there's a couple sites that I've seen where they ask for stuff like that but you can actually just flat out reach out to a brand so basically what you would do in that case if you have if you feel you have the right like community of people even if you don't have a lot of followers but you feel you have the right community of people you could create your own kit where you'd have like your photo, your social media stats. You can create this in like Canva or Photoshop. Make it pretty, make it look nice. Put a little bit of information about you, maybe the different, like if you're into fitness or you're into um, art, I don't know, whatever your thing is that you're posting about or that you're interested in. Like for me, I'm a pop singer, but like I have interests outside of that. And a lot of the influencer campaigns have come because I was interested. Like when I did the, the cliff bar one that actually they had reached out to me about that um i got an email about that and when they sent me that i submitted my information and then i sent an email because i really wanted to do this campaign because i love the u.s women's national team i love promoting women in sports i i love i especially like i love the olympics i love everything about that so i wrote back and i was like i loved i think cliff bar luna bar had done something with the national with the women's national team or something or nwsl i can't remember and i wrote back and i told them how much i love that and i'd love to be a part of this campaign and i don't know if that helped (laughs) but i don't think it hurt (laughs) um (laughs) and but yeah you can actually go to different like different brands and find i don't know probably like the marketing department and just reach out and be like, hey, if you have any upcoming campaigns, or hey, I love this product, or hey, this, maybe they'll give you something for free. Maybe they'll, if you have a little bit of a following, maybe they'll pay you to post about it. It kind of depends on right. where you are and what you're doing, but you can definitely right. do more of a grassroots approach to it. And while you're, there's, there are obviously pluses to being an influencer and, and having fans and whatnot, yeah. but there are also times where, fans or non-fans can be kind of negative and yeah i would say if you're getting comments on your social media definitely screenshot them definitely report them report the comments don't let someone treat you in that manner it's not cool and don't don't take it to heart because some people i think just i really don't know why they feel the need to bring somebody down. It's really not, it's not helping them and it's not helping anybody else. So, well, I think it, it usually says more about them. It does. Than it yeah. It does about does, of course. Yeah. So, um, I think like the best of, as far as like a, like if you're thinking of like a business side manner, I would definitely screenshot the comments, screenshot, um, what they've said or what they've sent you and definitely report as far as like personally don't taking it to heart, realize it's about them because it's really right. not about you. If they have a problem with you, I don't, they shouldn't, they just shouldn't be interacting on your page. Do you block them usually? I don't block people. No. I like to, I don't, I want to know if they're going to send me something. <laughs> I I just want to, I'd rather take a screenshot of it and take care of it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people think, you know, like having a like nine. Blocking. I don't like blocking. 
to all the people who think that a nine to five job is kind of the only thing you should do and, and you know, you're never going to make enough to support a family and support yourself and all of that negative stuff. What do you say to them? I think that if you find the right career or the right path for you, you will find the right way to make it work. I don't think that there is one way to live your life or one way to create it. And I definitely think I've followed that idea and and that path. I think it's going to be more difficult because it is non-traditional and mm-hmm. isn't like, you know, you apply for a job and you have a, a salary that's you that you're guaranteed every every, you know, when your paycheck comes and you have to get creative and sometimes you might have to come up with different methods of income. Mm-hmm. So it's not and it's not linear. You will have like ups and downs and like in the summer I get more busy and then in the in the in the winter like you know around Christmas I might get busy but then January but like you'll have these ebbs and flows and also like if you're interested in do, doing music like just 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 to prepare yourself do your research and look how much you get paid for a stream on Spotify nothing <laughs> it's, it's no so you're you're doing it for the love not the money I mean no I think yes and no um because I mean I do have to make make it make a living off what I'm, I'm doing but definitely I think you have to love what you're doing and if and if you do need to get like a 95 nine to five job to support what you want to do to the to until you can support it with what you love to do by yourself like that's so cool like there's no right or wrong way to do it I've always been very non-traditional and I've always had parents that were very like my dad worked a nine-to-five job my and then my mom she worked for a really long time but she didn't get her like college degree until she was 30 I didn't want to go to college until I a little bit later because I want to do film and tv production when I study in college and that's not something I I didn't want to be distracted from Mm -hmm. what I'm doing right now so there are definitely different ways to go about things and I think whatever works for you works for you and yeah but like look up Spotify just so you just so you just so you realize like when um you're getting between like a third of a penny and like a half a penny if I'm wow it's really low so just like just so you know <laughs> I think people think like oh my gosh if you have you know 100,000 streams on Spotify you must be rich no <laughs> <laughs> like just just so people know it's it i think it's better to be like transparent about it because like all this stuff out there go look it up um and i'm not saying to d- deter anyone i'm just saying just i think people think if you release music on spotify and you get like a lot of streams or whatever that all of a sudden you're like you can go buy yourself a car no <laughs> I'm just, just, maybe a matchbox but what maybe a matchbox, a matchbox car. car yeah I mean, yeah there you go what advice would you give for young people who are trying to gain a following on social media or become influencers? You have to find a following. Well, some people will disagree with me. I personally think you have to find a following outside of your phone. Um, and the reason outside of your what? Outside of your phone. Outside of your phone. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, outside okay. of your phone. Off of social media. Off of social media. And the reason I say that is the people who actually follow me are people I've a lot, a good chunk of the people who follow me are people I have met in real life. I kind of have done this a little bit reverse. So a lot of people will, which I think is, there's like a couple ways to do it, but how I personally did 
this, a lot of the people I that follow me have met me at events, which so it's kind of crazy when you think if I have like what over eleven over eleven thousand followers, like I've met a good amount of those people like in person. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. That when I actually think about that, it's kind of crazy. (laughs) But yeah, it's something that I actually built up from doing so many in person events and then being like, Hey, follow me. I'll follow you back. Or, Hey, um, Oh my gosh. Like what's your Instagram? I'll follow you. Or like, Hey, we should post that picture. Like, and it's just like, cause I genuinely want to be like, like connect and see what they're doing. And like, you know, when I come back to the area, like, oh, hey, I'm coming back to Baltimore. Like, hope to see you there. For me, I built it more from doing events and from interacting with people like in real life. And then they chose to follow me. And I think maybe that's why I don't have as much of a following on TikTok because TikTok is so different. And I would think Instagram for a lot of people is different too. Because they mostly are like sitting in their bedroom. Like this is like not, this is a great thing. I think this is amazing that they're doing this. They like Mm -hmm. get the ring light out, create a video, film yourself singing, do that, and then put it up online. And for a lot of people that really brings in a lot of, a lot of followers and and there are other ways to like build followers and like interacting with people and all different things and like getting your videos reposted. But for me, I personally find it a lot more fulfilling to create more of a community. And it's kind of funny, but like I know some of the people that have followed me since like 2012 or 2014. Like I know where they're going to college. Like we we talk. Like it's it's totally like cool. Like I I see them when I do events. It's it's really fun. Some people like have driven down to like see me perform in Baltimore. One girl, she flew, she didn't fly just for me. She flew for another event, but she flew from New Zealand. And while she was up here, she went down to Baltimore. And so it was really cool to see like the community that I built. I think it's a really positive one. I think it's a lot of amazing young women that are also following their passions and and are definitely like go-getters and mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys too who um who i've met too so not to be excluding at all um but i mean i think my brain maybe goes a little bit more towards girls <laughs> but yeah i've definitely and definitely um developed a community but i think honestly there are so many ways to do it don't think there's one way to do it and kind of just um whatever you like to post about or whatever they like, get creative and find creative ways to bring people into your social media because they're not going to want to follow you for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like if you literally just post pictures of you, like if you want to be like a model, like you just, or you just are posting pictures for like kind of no reason. I don't know. Is there is there a reason to follow them? What about you makes you stand out, makes you different, and makes people want to? I don't know. A following, I think also if you're under like ten thousand followers, following somebody feels like a big decision. I don't know if you feel that way. But, like, sometimes because you know they're going to see it. It sounds funny, but it's very true. Once I hit 1,000 followers, they can't, it comes more easily because people think it's a little bit more, like, and it's weird. There's, like, some psychology behind it. Now that is, that's some. Yeah. Is there anything that you want to add that we haven't covered? I think for anyone listening, try to create something that makes you more than just that word. Don't get, because I think some people who post just like random stuff to gain followers or to like make sure whatever you're posting or partnering with or doing is like close to your heart and something you actually believe in. I think that's excellent. Those are just my thoughts. But as far as um anything I wanted to add, um, that was just like, I was so, when I have hearing influencer, I was like, influencer. Um, I think also just be authentic, be authentic. 
for anyone listening who wants to pursue a career in the entertainment industry, um, or even like on the business side of the entertainment industry, I think honestly, like I just said, being authentic, being yourself, not being afraid to take chances. I would also say learn about like the business side of the industry, just so like, you know, make sure you're doing things on the up and up. I just think honestly, there's and also like to touch upon what we talked about, there's no right way to get to where you want to go. I, I don't think you can really, you know, as long as you're working with the right people or making sure you're doing things that are true to you, you'll find your place and you'll definitely be able to, to find what you want to do. And things take a lot of time. So just don't don't get deterred by that at all. I, I think honestly, the longer you do it, the more experience you have and the more you bring to the table in the long run. Excellent. Thanks. Christina, <laughs> thank you again so much thank for you. doing this. Thank you, Mary. This was great. So for anybody out there who might not already be following you, where can they check out your music? Yeah, you can go to christinalachaga.com. It's actually, it's so spelling wise, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-L-A-C-H-A-G-A.com. Um, and all my social media is at Christina Lachaga. And you can check out my music on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, wherever you listen. Um, and I hope you enjoy and there's more music, to, more music to come. So stay tuned. Awesome. Thank you again. Thank you so much. This was great. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Theater Project Thinks About. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on branding. And we hope you picked up some helpful tips. The music, No Doubt, RSVP, and Calendar are provided to The Theater Project for episode 1.8 with Christina Lachaga. All music, copywritten, Big Pink Heart Music, LLC, slash Christina Lachaga. All rights reserved. Unauthorized commercial use or publication is prohibited. Our audio engineer was Gary Glore, and our theme music was by Gail Liu and Damian DeSandes. You can visit thetheaterproject.org to sign up for our mailing list, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. We'll leave you now with Christina's song, RSVP. That's all for this episode. We'll see you next time. Forevermore That's what we're wishing for
day, day by day. Oh, I've got your back, you've got mine for the rest, rest of time. I've got your back, you've got mine for the rest of time. Waves crash, but we last. Good times forevermore. Shooting stars and wishing wells. Couldn't wish for anything more. Bonfires and guitars. Finding out who we are under the stars. Good times forevermore. That's why we're wishing for. You're invited to walk the beach. You're invited to dream with me. You're invited to laugh with me and help me save the day. Why we're 